You're listening to the Top Woman Business Unusual Podcast. Now, the Top Woman Business Unusual Podcast. Learn from the greatest minds in business today. Interviews hosted by Ralph Fletcher. Learn how to improve business, get tips from industry leaders, and be motivated by real-life experience. Top Woman. Business Unusual. How are you? I'm okay. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you for making time for us today. Thank you. How has been your week? No, uh, fine so far. I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that. It is an honor for us to have your time and also just get to chat to you today. We just want to go through again in terms of who you are as a person. I mean, looking at your credentials myself, I'm honored just to have the opportunity to speak to you. It's mostly because, as everybody has told me across your team and your colleagues, all they keep saying is she's a great advocate. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. They're like, no, you don't understand. She's as passionate about the concerns of the community and women and children and across all gender-related issues, not only because it's personal for you, but you've been doing this for more than 15 years, working within local government as a counselor. And for us as a team, that is quite inspirational because it's rare that we get afforded the opportunity to engage with people like you and also just to speak about what it is that you find passion, what your passion is as well. More so considering you've recently been appointed, not so recently, but 2019, of course, been appointed as the MWC for the Department of Community Safety in Gauteng. So again, thank you again for joining us. Honorable Sizagel Ngozi Malobane, thank you again for making time for us. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Fantastic. I'm glad to have you here. On our side, before we even begin, there's a great misconception as the team and I were chatting earlier round about what the role is for the Houting legislature and what your portfolio covers. Before even getting to the, the bigger issues that we want to discuss, we just mind letting you know, or letting us all know again, reminding us what your role is as the Houting legislature. Okay. Now, thank you very much. Um, Houting legislature have uh, two main um, two functions that are key for us to exist as a legislature. Our job is to um, make sure that we participate and our people participate in lawmaking. So lawmaking means any laws that are developed in this country um, or in the province are actually uh, go through us as a Houghton legislature. Our, uh, we, we facilitate Um, public participation, making sure that our communities make input on all the laws that are developed in this country when there are still a bill and then they will go through uh, us as a legislature and later by nation. But some of the bills or some of the laws, uh, bylaws are actually uh, provincial bylaws and they also go through the same process of us as a legislature uh, going to our communities, engaging with all stakeholders, and of course, making sure that all members of the legislature participate in the development of same in order to make sure that laws in this country are indeed um, laws that are developed with our people, for our people. The second mandate is um, uh, oversight. We are responsible for, because people when they see me, they think that I'm part of government. I'm not, I'm part of the legislature. 
but not of government. Government is the executive that is led by Mr. David Makura. All MCs who actually form part of a who form part of a a a, a, a cabinet of of housing. and we that cabinet on uh, we we as the Houghton legislature we invite them every after every term of, of each administration like we are on the sixth administration now we call them in to come and tell us what is their plan for the next five years and after they've presented the plan for the next five years we then on an annual basis allow them to actually break down those plans into uh, annual uh, performance plans, which they present to us as Houghton Legislature through our committees, and then indicate what is it that they will be doing in end or, uh, for, 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 for the next, next year in order to achieve what is on their five-year plan. For example, if they say they'll build a million houses in Houghton, They'll then tell us those million house, how are they going to achieve them through their uh, annual performance plans. In a year, they might say, we'll build 250 houses, 250,000 houses, and they'll need to then every quarter show us how many houses have been uh, developed. Same applies to crime issues. If the department say we will assist in bringing down crime by 5%, or by 40% by the end of the five years, they'll then have to come to us on a month, on, on, on a quarterly basis, demonstrate how they have actually participated or assisted in reducing crime um, uh, on day. It is our job to do so. And if there's underperformance, there are processes that have been developed for us to make an intervention. Um, if the department is not giving us what they can't give us, we then engage with the premier. And if the premier is not able to actually uh, present a, a sound response to what we have sent to him about the performance of his, uh, of his uh, department, we actually then uh, put him on terms. So that is our job as the Houghton legislature. And we do that on behalf of our people in Houghton. And I'm sure that everybody across Gauteng greatly appreciates the activism and your commitment to ensuring that you do your part, especially ensuring that the mandate and the commitments that are made to the province, especially as it relates to the ordinary South African and the ordinary community member are met. Now, I've heard there's something that you're quite passionate about, something called the MPWC. Please let us know what that is and what that work entails. It's actually a, a... A, a, a provincial women caucus in in in, in multi-party caucus in 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 Gauteng. and our job as the my, a women multi-party uh, caucus is to identify programs that will empower women uh, in in our province, but also make sure that members of the legislature who are women are actually given enough support for them to be able to serve or to service 
their communities. But we also engage with our staff members who are female, give them support, make sure that they are programs to empower them so that when we talk women development, we know we are not just talking about putting women into position, but it's about putting women, capable women into position. We also go out and, um, uh, and, and present programs that empower other women in our province who might not be in the legislature, who might not be uh, employees of the legislature, but women leaders, but also ordinary women. So through those programs, we want to make sure that we've got enough force uh, that, that we can tap on when there's a call for women to come and take leadership. And you can only do so if you empower those women and give them necessary skills for them to be able to use in order to serve our people in Gauteng, but also in order to um, make sure that there is a balance in terms of um, equity. There is, uh, yeah, there is a balance in terms of equity in our province, and women are getting uh, the same chance as uh, our male counterparts are actually getting. It is great to hear in terms of the work that you've all been doing as a multi-party women's co uh, committee. Now, you've spoken quite clearly about making sure you have capable women, that they're well empowered and that they get enough support. Now, in terms of the outcomes of what has been happening, please share some insights to some, some of your success work or work you're most proud of that has taken place because of this effort. Some of the things that you have done that I, I'm actually proud of, you know, um, we've done a lot around issues of GBV, but one of the outstanding work that we've done was making sure that the legislature participate in the formation of the men's forum, where men, particularly young men, take a lead in terms of fighting gender-based violence in our country. And not just uh, through just advocacy work, but genuinely fighting gender-based violence, engaging young boys, uh, teaching them on how to treat women, isolate those that are involved in the abuse of, um, of, we, of women, but also how to protect yourself from actually being abused by others, not because when you talk abuse of men, people immediately think that it's women that abuses men, but other men do abuse men. Hence, we've got so much anger in our country, in actually in, in, in the world of men that has been abused, but are unable to talk about their experience of abuse and they then take it out take it out on women and children. So that is a, a, a our flagship project is actually the establishment of the women of of, of the of the uh, men's forum, and we are also happy that it's not only the legislature that, that we have where there is a men, men's forum. Quite a number of pro, of, of of departments do have men's forum, um, particularly the 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 the. the, the the, 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 the community safety department have got a very strong men's forum and that men's forum have actually been multiplied. It is in every 
uh, corner of this province now, in each and every region, we do have a men's forum that is active. We also have men's forum in prison. You know, we actually went out and there for sexual offenses are trained, are taken through the process of them understanding what they did was wrong. And we also allow them an opportunity to talk about what caused it, but also to prepare them that if they do go out of prison, this is how they need to, to perform, uh, to, to behave. That's another program that I believe we have done very well as a, as a, as a, as a department. But we have also engaged with women who are incarcerated to try and make sure that when they come out of prison, they're completely independent and they don't go back and, 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 and to prison or go back to partners that have made them to be to be what they um, uh, to be what they are. And uh, we have also uh, participated in the distribution of sanitary towels. And people think that distribution of sanitary towels is a welfare uh, deed or act. It's not. You know, some of the girls who are needy end up being in the hands of their abusers, particularly sugar daddies, because they can't even buy themselves sanitary towels. So we actually distribute dignity packs uh, for them to then to regain or uh, claim back their dignity by making, by making sure that we provide them with basic, uh, 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 basic, uh, basic stuff, whether it's a roll-on, it's a toothpaste, it's a toothbrush, but most importantly, sanitary pets, because that thing is it's a natural thing. It happens to every woman. And we can't afford where women have to sell their body or sell their souls in order for them to have sanitary towels. Same applies to girls in schools. We can't afford to see girls staying out of schools because of um, something that happens naturally in your body as a woman. Now, what I love about what you've spoken about is your investment in community safety, which is key part of the co- committee that you're a part of as the Gauteng's legislature. Now, I know recently you actually have a bill that you've put out there known as the Community Safety Oversight Bill that looks for ways to monitor the conduct, not only of both the police, but also trying to get the municipalities involved in terms of the matters you just discussed. Now, let me know, um, what are the key things that you want definitely for a community to engage on around this bill? I think what is important is, you know, I'm sure, including yourself, people don't understand or know what the legislature is supposed to do. And whatever the legislature does, uh, it's actually, they need to do it with their with their communities. We can't do it without our communities. So we want through the community safety bill to involve our people in making sure that they assist with crime fighting uh, in Gauteng, but also they assist in the monitoring of cases that are reported in this province, that those cases do go to court and perpetrators are being actually sentenced if they've committed, if they are found uh, found guilty. Because people complain about cases that disappears and cases that never reach courts without them being told what are the reasons of the release of that particular individual. So I think it is time that our people are actually involved in making sure that even if it's a case of assault, we, are, we do get uh, an explanation 
why a perpetrator has been released in court. And it must not just happen between the prosecutor and the investigating officer and the perpetrator, but the, 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 the victim must actually be allowed to be uh, to be to be, must actually be informed about the reasons for the withdrawal of the case or the acquittal of that particular individual who have wronged a, a member of of the public so the bill will actually empower our people in the in making sure that whatever that is was, was never done in terms of making sure that uh, all cases reported they're not withdraw somewhere in a dark corner, but they happen, they go to court, and whatever happens to court will actually be the magistrate who will take a decision on whether or not a person has been, have been wrong and whether or not a person needs to go to prison or to be released. I'm really encouraged what you're talking about, and I'm sure many of us listening are also are encouraged, because we know that just looking at the recent stats between 2014 and released, obviously, by the Gauteng Provincial Government as well, 2014 and now, we're looking at about, about 44,000 arrest cases that have actually been made, but looking at about only 9,000 convictions. And again, this is very worrying for many of us, generally, because when you look at it, you ask yourself the exact same questions you've been saying. Is it worthwhile for me to actually go and report? Is it worthwhile for me to even engage? Because for all, for many people, they find out later that someone has been released, or they don't feel as if the police are there to support them throughout this journey. So, my, what I want to ask is to go again now: How does the bill empower everybody to engage and address not only in terms of victim uh, victimization, but also dealing with any police complaints that might take place or investigation-related complaints throughout the process? Okay, I think it is important. Maybe I want to start with the issue of the statistics that we reported about the forty-four thousand people. Uh, of cases that were reported, the 9,000. I think it is important that not to put a full stop after saying 9,000 went to, 9,000 were prosecuted. Yes, it's true, 9,000 were prosecuted, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all cases now are closed. The balance is closed. Remember some of the cases, and this is very important to mention, and that is why this bill is so important. Some of the cases take long, and it's very unfortunate that um, this, when this case takes long, we lose people in the process. Either we lose witnesses through death or lose witnesses to, uh, because they've, they've lost interest uh, and faith in, 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 in that particular uh, case. But also because cases, you know, cases will take three years. Rape cases um, uh, will take three years. And you could just imagine three years, it's a long time, you even forget some of the things that have happened three years ago, some of the cases take even five years. And these are the cases that if they've been reported last financial year, will still show as having reported and those that have been uh, uh, have been successful or that, that have been closed will then be indicated, but they won't indicate how many are still on the, on the court's roll. And some of those cases, some of those 44,000 cases, the balance of of, 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 of the, of the 9,000, it's actually, they are still going to go to court and some of the people might end up being um, 
convicted and sent to prison for a long, long time. And of course, some of the cases might be, be withdrawn for reasons that I've already mentioned, because people are no longer interested, uh, people have passed on, etc., etc. It is very unfortunate also that this has happened. And the bill then assists in making sure that the criminal justice system is pressurized. We should not only pressurize the police, we need to then make sure that the prosecutors, when a person has been arrested, he gets prosecuted. We need to then also make sure that the, just, the, 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 the magistrate and the judges also do their work in making sure that they sit and listen to these cases and an outcome is realized. Because what happens is we say our judiciary is independent. Yes, it is independent, but sometimes the delay of cases is caused by their long postponement as, as, as judges and magistrates. And sometimes the prosecutor don't assist the, the investigating officer in terms of sourcing or getting very important information in order to secure a good conviction. So what this bill is trying to say is the justice system as a whole needs to be uh, uh, put together, pressurized to do the right thing. They need to work together. We don't need a weak um, we don't want. We don't need a, a, a chain that will break in the process. These people must work on behalf of the people of how of Hauteng and of course on behalf of the people of South Africa. And someone must not think that a bad investigation is not his baby. He must be able to make an intervention and assist the investigator if the investigation was not actually uh, properly properly done. So this bill, I believe will actually assist in that and everyone will have to do his job without us only looking at one particular wing which is actually the investigation and it's SAPS. I'm very encouraged again by what you just expressed because this is where it gets lost between the community, the victim and the legal system. Because for many people, the process you're talking about is, is, is not something they're aware of or invested in because you're either a community member trying to make ends meet or a victim just trying to recover from an experience. And what you've expressed is very clear and very important for us to understand that this, not only is it something that you're invested in, but you want to encourage that participation of not just the community and the victims, but also the legal system for us to ensure that all these cases that we mentioned, as you said rightfully in the beginning, that the arrests that were raised up are not only forgotten, but we try and get do our best again to get them to conviction, obviously, with all processes and evidence being submitted in line with the legal system. Now, what we wanted to just to touch through again, and again, I emphasize in terms of your portfolio, where you're sitting as an individual who works within the um, the, within community safety again. What is of concern to many of us again as we're going into the 16 days of activism and not only the number of suicides again that we've seen, this goes beyond again where criminal activity is taking place but individuals' efforts take their own lives but we're also seeing children again getting involved in these suicides. Now within Gauteng and what you are doing as the Department of Community Safety and within your department and your sorry, your, your role in terms of the Gauteng legislature and as well as the the MPWC team on your side and your efforts to continue to engage with the community. What again are you finding as being ways that have encouraged people not only to get involved as 
ordinary community members to do something to change what they're experiencing, to change the last resort, whether it's been uh, committing suicides or just engaging with seeing uh, the engagement with the police or any legal system as being not worth it for them. How are you encouraging? What would you say to people who are disheartened at this time? Okay. Um, I think you touched on a very important thing, uh, which is actually uh, suicide. And suicide that is committed by um, young young people, uh, both male and female, but majority being, being female. You know, I think I need to take you back to issues of, 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 of abuse. You know, the Houghton legislature through its committee, we used to have a program of addressing the issues of bullying in schools. And that helped because the Department of Community Safety then took over that particular program where we engage young people and, and teach them about uh, the challenges of bullying in our schools, uh, talking directly with the will-be um, perpetrators of, 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 of violence against other kids, but also engage uh, young people who are victims of, of, of bullying because some of them, when they are uh, they are tired of being bullied at school, and particularly boys, they actually uh, decide to take their lives because they can't share uh, what they are experiencing uh, at schools. And when it is girls, it is also issues of, um, of, of, of abuse, particularly sexual abuse. A child is actually abused uh, uh, on a daily basis at home by the stepfather, by the brother, by an uncle, or, or by a, a neighbor. And sometimes by a stranger, uh, and the child instead of talking about it because at home they don't believe her, she end up taking her her life. We've experienced that a lot in Alex uh, now recently, where girls have taken their life because of 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 um, of abuse at, at at home by their by their stepfathers or their male uh, male relatives. And as the legislature. And now the Department of Housing uh, uh, of Community Safety in Housing, we are now um, having a program that is a a, a a formal program where our people go out to schools and engage with children. But also uh, we have assisted in making sure that the Department of Education make available uh, social workers as well as psychologists in in a school, they might not be permanently um, uh, permanently um, in that particular school, but they are available in each and every school if they are required to come and do proper counseling. And we have now seen an, an, a decrease in terms of children taking their lives, but we are not yet at the level where we can say we are proud this thing is actually gone because the intention here is to eradicate, get rid of, um, of, 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 of children that get depressed because of abuse, but also because of other societal challenges, including because of study. So our job then, uh, we believe that we are not yet there and we are supporting the Department of Community Safety with this program, but also supporting the Department of, uh, of Education with, this, with, with the program that they've initiated of providing social workers and, and psychologists in making sure that we maximize the benefit 
of our girl children as well as boys. But we also have our own program of making sure that every time we go to schools in January, we engage with our young people to speak about what they are feeling, you know? Because sometimes what makes people want to uh, kill themselves is because we don't create an environment conducive enough for them to share their pain. So we do go, when we do go there as, as, as legislatures, particularly the presiding officers, we actually talk to our young people and indicate or show them the available resources that they can use in order to deal with the challenges that they experience on a daily basis. Um, so now in terms of your, you, you're speaking quite clearly about your efforts to con- continue to get the community, whether it is being at parent level, parent or guardian level, whether it's in schools, are you finding that in terms of in, in Gauteng that people are willing to actively participate in lawmaking and the oversighting process that you have? Um, I, I, can you repeat that, please, my dear? Thank you. I'm saying you've been speaking quite clearly in terms of the Gauteng legislature's role in going and actively engaging the community, whether it is at, at parent and caregiver level or it is in schools. Are you finding that the, the community or the people of Gauteng are actively willing to participate in the lawmaking and oversight process? Or do you think we could, as yeah. organizations, do more? I think they do. They do. It might not be everyone. But because uh, we introduced something sector, sector parliaments. Yes. And sector parliaments, we target uh, young uh, people. We call it a youth parliament. We also target people with disabilities. We also call it disability. We also even organize Abu Mama and Abu Koko as well, uh, Abu Mama and, and, and the elderly. Uh, we also organize the LGBTI and also we organize a, 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 a sector engagement with a commercial sex, a sex workers. We are not doing very well in terms of attracting professionals in terms of sector, um, sector parliament, but we do uh, attract professionals in terms of their participating in community, uh, in, in committee work. You know, we invite them to make comments on what the committee is doing not so long ago, we invited gurus, people who understand issues of safety. We invited specialists to come and engage with us on the cause of safety uh, of, 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 of crime in our, in our province, but also how we can actually deal or fight with crime in our province. So we do have those sectors that we engage with. We do have those parliaments that we, we, we organize almost on a monthly basis or every second month, there is a, a, a sector sector parliament where people come in, make presentations, uh, debate amongst themselves and come up with resolutions. And those resolutions are submitted to us as, as, as members of the legislature. And in most cases, we then take up those resolutions or recommendations by our people to the executive in order to uh, implement them with the intention of changing the lives of our people for better. And again, your, your efforts are continue to be commend, uh, completely commendable and we do appreciate your effort and your efforts to continue to ensure that not only are you fulfilling your mandate, but you're also doing your part to ensure that the ordinary South African and also everybody within Gauteng continues to benefit. 
Now, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close? You know, one of the things that I think it's important that I need to raise, and we didn't discuss thoroughly, myself and yourself, is the issue of abuse of women and, and children in this country. Yes. This challenge is no longer just a, 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 a problem there in a little corner. It is actually supposed to be declared a pandemic. The president has tried, he even set aside money to deal with issues of GBV, but I don't think that is enough. And I also don't think that money that have been put aside in, uh, by the president, uh, our ordinary women access it in order to deal with the challenge that they experience on a daily, uh, daily basis. It's no longer about us making noise uh, or coming up with billboards, but it's now about changing the mindset of those perpetrators of violence against women and children, but it is also about us as communities, particularly men, isolating those men that are involved in uh, the abuse of, of, of women and children in our, in, in, our, in, 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 our, in our country and, of course, in our province. And I think it is time that we actually, instead of having campaigns during 16 days of activism, of stopping people from abusing women and children, it should be campaigns where we actually um, do some form of stock taking of far, how far are we with the work of protection, of protecting women and children in our country and in our province for the last 365 days. Let's use it to check how far are we in terms of winning the war against this particular uh, pandemic. And as indicated, we can only do so if men can lead in making sure that their counterparts, other men who abuse women and children, actually dealt with once and for all. But also, we need to make sure that they, as, as abusers, their mind changes, and they can only change if they get arrested and be given sentences that they deserve, not just a life sentence that end up being 21 years or 25 years, but a life sentence that is now, what you've expressed are sentiments that I think are passionate for everybody listening in today and also everybody joining us. Because if we do look, about, look at it and we think of what the just in terms of the definition of domestic violence within South Africa, it covers matters that within homes um, are normalized. Something as simple as emotional abuse or verbal abuse. That's where it starts. So most of us recognize GBV or at least take it as seriously when you actually see someone bruised or battered. Yet when you hear someone in homes calling names is normal, which is a society we honestly experience across all communities. And there's a lack of understanding of what actually is involved in domestic violence. Could you perhaps take us through just, the, just a layman's definition of the different forms of domestic violence and what leads to GBV before we actually, what we know it as, um, as being physical abuse, where you see someone who's battered and bruised, irrespective of gender, race, or sexual orientation and age? Okay. You know, your abuser in most cases, they're not different from pedophiles who prepares a child for... Um, to actually abuse that child later. You know, they call it coming. Uh, won't immediately start by raping that child or penetrating the child if that language is allowed in this platform. And my apology if it's not for those who are actually sensitive uh, viewers. But they will start by, uh, you know, um, 
doing favors, giving a child sweets, um, uh, praising the child, you look beautiful, you are going to be a beautiful woman when you are, you are older, you know, then it ends up with, with actually um, penetration. And the child uh, believes that what is happening to her is normal. Because this person didn't just start by being violent against this particular child. He actually started very soft and made the child to win and make sure that he wins the, uh, the trust that the child. Same applies to this thing of domestic violence. You know, your, your husband won't just start by taking out a gun and shoot you. He will start by undermining, taking away your dignity, taking your, 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 away your self-worth. Uh, will tell you you are ugly, for example. You know, others would say, I became very cool. But you will say, So don't wear a trouser. And you think that person loves you, you know? And then the next thing you say, you're stupid. You know, you say something, you say, you're stupid. Uh, sometimes when you are the one who's a breadwinner in the household, you will say, Unahana, because it's you that is working here, you think you can tell me what to do and what to learn, you know, or forces you to tell to talk, uh, to to call him Papa, even if you don't want to, and make you feel good because he is the so-called head of the house, he must be uh, referred to as Papa, and sometimes you'll think that he's your father, and you need to respect this person. That's why women, and you know, as it's a area because every day you are called by names, and you're forced to do certain things, you are tired of from work, you must cook, no one is assisting you, you must clean, no one is assisting you, etc., etc. And then, when you are no longer, you no longer want to do those things, or when he thinks that the the insults, the not wearing the trousers, uh, forcing you to clean, forcing you to cook, is no longer working, then he starts using violence, you know? And because the abuse has been going on for so long, uh, the emotional abuse in particular, uh, when he beats you up, it's very difficult for you to, to immediately come out and say, I am being abused by uh, my my partner or by my husband, you know, you you keep quiet. And the only time you will know that you are being abused is when really so nama blue eye or um, your your hand is broken, etc. etc. And sometimes unfortunately you are dead, you know. And and I think the other one is when he's in the house and he's the one that is working in the house, he then uses his economic power to actually suppress you uh, in, uh, in, in doing anything else. And sometimes what he does, he just decides, you know, and you end up, you are in a marriage and married to a man that is successful and is earning enough, but you can't even buy yourself the sanitary towers. Or you know, in order to to protect your protect yourself and and, and, and prevent you know um, your menstruation to come down your come down your, your your legs, you know. And you'll only eat sometimes nyama when he wants to, and if he doesn't want to, you'll go on without actually eating meat 
for a very long, long time. You won't even have makeup. So that also is a, 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 an abuse because when you are married to a partner that is a financially stable or, or um, a financially okay, you need to support each other. The laws of this country say spouses can support each other when another spouse is unable to do so. That is an abuse when he withdraws it from, uh, from you. But other time is, you know, um, a person you get married to a person is, you need to decide whether you want to use his name or not. In most cases, uh, even the people at the home affairs, they also contribute to this challenge. You go to the home affairs, you you do the civil to sign, um, you enter into that uh, civil marriage with your with your partner. They don't ask you whether or not you want to use your partner's surname, but uh, they just decide that you want to use your partner's surname, and you'll discover later when your ID is lost that you are no longer impulsive, but you are now a manobani. And and sometimes it's the partner that says. So you're going to use my my, my surname. That on its own, it's an abuse because a surname is also an identity. If you believe that you want to be identified as instead of Nguenya, you have every right to do so. So these are some of the abuses that I think it's important for women to know and it's important for women to report because there's nothing wrong with you reporting that your partner is abusing you. And the people who are at FCS in, in police stations will then know what to do. Either they will open a case um, if it's actually uh, more uh, physical and or they will actually uh, open a case and, and make sure that there's protection order or restraining order for you. And if this person continues to actually interact with you the way it does, then they will arrest that particular uh, individual. So abuse is that. But the other abuse that is so unfortunate and it's never spoken about. Women that are also BEEs. You know, some of these women, when they approach uh, male, uh, male people who are actually in procurement, these women uh, will sometimes forced to pay a bribe, but on top of the bribe that they pay, they are also forced to sleep with these people. You know, imagine if you are a busy businesswoman, how many men are you then supposed to sleep with in order for you to get jobs? And it's not only happened in government, it also happened in big corporates. And this is an abuse that professional women uh, and particularly business women don't talk about but there's also this abuse that happens among professional amongst professionals themselves where professional women think reporting abuse reporting crime committed by her is for women who are not professional you know that's what they will say but in reality they're not fighting for themselves they actually, something that is not supposed to be you know, and I think it is time that we also encourage businesswomen and well-known businesswomen to talk about the abuse that they experience on a daily basis, and professional women to also talk about the abuse that they experience on a daily basis, and all women suffer the same 
abuse. There is no as abuse is not categorized. But professionals is the same. You get you get you you are actually called names on a daily basis. You are refused access to money. You are beaten up, uh, etc. Uh, you are refused to wear what you want to wear as a person in order for you to look beautiful. You are sometimes refused to put on uh, or wear makeup uh, in order for you to look beautiful. That is an abuse and it happens to everyone. And at least women need to understand that, that you need to get intervention when such happens to you. Honorable Chairperson, we really appreciate you for bringing the clarity and also being so clear that any person listening today and anybody who happens to come across this becomes very clear on what the definition of abuse really is, according to the Domestic Violence Act of South Africa. And the biggest challenge we are facing as society is that we have greatly normalized abuse. We've greatly normalized it. And we think that how, how you okay. defined it is equal to we must or whatever relationships we're in because it is normal. It is accepted. So thank you for being clear on not just on that as well, but also sharing with us the role of the Gauteng legislature and your commitment to also ensuring that we begin not only understand what your commitment is to the community of South Africa and also in Gauteng, but also your investment in ensuring that things such as the bills that come into place, the activities that you have, the campaigns, not only are there for us to know about, but also that we have access to all the right information. Okay. Thank you very much. No, thank you again for your time.